Jack-O-Lantern, a poem by Robert B. Shaw, 1973. Candle, spoon, and carving knife, nearing the vigil of the dead, let's impose a little life upon a ripening, faceless head. Slice and pry the handled top, shovel out the mush and seeds, cut before we hear the clop, coming too close of chalky steeds. Two triangles make the eyes, another makes a classic nose, three teeth, square and oversize, complete a countenance that glows. All night by its captive wick, its parody of intellect, idle amusement for the quick, and yet the venturous dead are checked. Shades of traitors that are given, one night's leave of Satan's jaws. Throngs of warlocks, wild, unshaven things with lammergeier claws. Bogies by the wide heaves abhorred, witness their own defective will. When they flee this grinning gourd, presiding on our windowsill. Of whom or what an effigy that is for itself to know, until all hollows turns us free to lift the cranial lid and blow. Hey roomies, welcome to the round room. Shauna here, and this is our second installment of our Halloween mini series. I hope you guys are enjoying our little Halloween episodes. Don't forget to check out our first episode of the series all about Halloween matchmaking. There's some goodies in there. For today's mini episode, I'm going to tell you all about the origin of a very special Halloween staple. You probably guessed it based on the spooky little poem I just read you. That's it, the jack-o'-lantern. Honestly, in my opinion, Halloween would not be complete without a trip to the pumpkin patch or your local grocery store to find the perfect pumpkin to carve, light, and display around your home. So let's get into the history of this spooky Halloween tradition. The origin of the jack-o'-lantern actually stems from an Irish folktale about a fellow named Stingy Jack. I got most of this information from history.com. They had a really great article about the story of Stingy Jack. The tale of Stingy Jack goes a little something like this. One day, Stingy Jack invited the devil to have a drink with him. Jack told the devil he didn't have any money to pay for his drinks, so the devil turned himself into a coin. Instead of Jack using the coin to pay for the drinks, he dropped it into his pocket. Remember, the coin is the devil. Jack often carried a single cross in his pocket, which apparently kept the devil from being able to turn himself back to normal. Jack told the devil that he would let him go as long as the devil promised not to bother him for at least a year. Jack also made the devil agree that if Jack were to die, he wouldn't take his soul to hell. A year later, Jack pulled another fast one on the devil, which I feel like is kind of strange because I always thought the devil was supposed to be really smart and cunning. Anyways, Jack tricked the devil into climbing a tree and subsequently carved a cross into the tree, which made it so that the devil couldn't climb down. In order to get out of the tree, the devil had to once again promise not to bother Jack, and this time it was for 10 years. So the devil agreed. When Jack died shortly thereafter, God didn't let him into heaven because he was essentially an asshole. The devil wouldn't let him into hell because of all the times that he had been screwed over by Jack. Fool me twice, right? 
So Jack was given a piece of coal that he placed into a carved turnip in which he was able to use to guide his way through the darkness for the rest of eternity. The Irish referred to Jack as Jack of the Lantern, which later became simply Jack-o'-lantern. Jack-o'-lanterns were first made out of turnips and potatoes, and nowadays beets are used as well as the more popular fruit, the pumpkin. People carve them, place a candle inside, and display them on their front porch or on their window sills in order to ward off evil spirits. One of my favorite Halloween traditions is going to the pumpkin patch. I also love making pumpkin bread, pumpkin pie in the fall, all the bomb food. If you guys are going to go out, make sure you get your pumpkins early and don't wait until a freeze hits. Obviously, depending on where you live, you might not have to deal with that issue. But here in Colorado, that's a problem that we have to deal with. Don't carve your pumpkins too early or you're going to end up with squishy, rotting, wrinkly, gross pumpkins. So make sure you only carve them maybe like a week or so before Halloween so that you can display them. And lastly, make sure you don't blow them out on Halloween night or you may get a visit from an evil entity. Thank you guys so much for joining me for our second mini Halloween episode. I hope you love it and we will catch you guys soon. See you later, roomies. You've been listening to The Round Room. Music by DJ Joseph Knox.